All right, so, and I start again with all right, so, because I do have a correction to make about the first episode of the podcast, and in that first episode, I claim that my mother has had a nose job, which is not accurate. I have just been informed, but as I've said several times on the podcast, I have a shit memory, and none of that is important. This episode of the podcast... I recorded with my girlfriend, Brittany, and um, it's one of my favorite ones so far. So you guys just enjoy the podcast, love having everybody listening, and uh, yeah, enjoy. Now imagine, you are tripping absolute dick on mushrooms. I guess I need to pick it up with my own butthole. <laughs> it feels like a magic trick because some people happen. Why are you asking such deep questions? Alright, so, at this point, I will have already introduced you in the intro of the podcast. So, um, I just wanted to mention how, so far, you have been the most difficult guest to schedule. Even though we sleep together in the studio every night. Because, you know, I work so hard. I'm in the studio every day. (laughs) The corner of our room? Yes. Don't tell everyone! (laughs) You're not supposed to... It ruins the illusion. Oh, the illusion. The illusion. Yes. (laughs) That this is super professional. It... It is super professional for what you have available for you, which is your room, Yeah. our room. Uh, So, um, how to get this started with somebody that I have conversations with all the time. (laughs) 24-7. 24-7 is... A little bit different but I feel like having this as like sort of the beginning few podcasts being you know people I'm really close to mm-hmm. it's probably a good thing at least to you know draw people in I think it's so if there was one thing that you wanted to, like, tell to, like, just pretend the entire world is listening. What's one thing you would want to say to everybody that it's like, you know, maybe uplifting or... Nothing. 
Oh, you, I thought you didn't finish your sentence because you no. were like, or. Yeah, I do that a lot. I'll usually end my sentences with uh or and oh, okay. and then yeah, never this, finish them. I know you're being very particular about your podcast, baby, which is, <laughs> you know, the professionalism that's sort of unprofessional at the moment. It's just, uh... Something I love to do. Always have. Just talking to people. Getting deep in conversation. Connection. What's that? Connection. Yes, connection. I love people. You know? Love getting to know people. Getting into the deep depths of their minds. Hmm. The whole world. The That's whole. a big ass world. What's um, piece of advice, everybody? Piece of use. advice? Oh, okay. I mean, you changed just, it on me. That's not changing. Uplifting versus piece of advice is very different for me. Okay, so what is the difference? Ooh, the difference. Um, uplifting, I guess, would go along the lines of like positive encouragement. Okay. So, <laughs> like, because I want to say it in the most positive way, but I want to be realistic at the same time when I... This podcast is not about realism. <laughs> I understand but. that, and I know you, and I know that that's not even a fucking theme in your life. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> Accurate. The less real, the better. Dave Rio. Um, positive, uplifting thing. You're always enough. In the simplest terms. Like, you are always enough. Like, that is plain day like you in that moment in every moment there is enough of what you need available you just have to figure that out for you because it's different for everybody piece of advice though piece of advice though is um, advice (laughs) well it's just that you are you're always enough that's I guess just, that, yeah, yeah, that's just like a plain... It's a statement. Th- yeah, statement-wise. Yeah. Um, but piece of advice would probably be my favorite quote. It's my biggest life lesson from a Papa Doug. Um, so the mom's dad. Is always keep a little bit of you for you. So, like, always keeping that, like, raw, essential essence that is how you feel is you in purest form that would be the advice for sure so always made sense to me is it like never reveal your true total self or it's just like never never give give all yeah never give up all (coughs) yourself to someone else or something else 
I was always told the opposite. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Um, oh, yeah. But I mean, that's a... I was always told marriage is not a 50-50 thing. It's a 100-100 thing. Mm-hmm. Or, like... That's, that's true. I fully believe that. Like, I know a lot of people that disagree with the fact that, you know, it's a 50-50... So you're saying it's like a 99-99... Yeah, because no one is ever at their fullest. Let's be honest. No one is ever fucking one hundo all the fucking time. Like, yeah. everyone's got dips and low, or dips and highs, or whatever, the hills and valleys, however you want to say it. Whatever. Get the gist. But, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. feel like even in fucking friendships. Because, like, I've had this conversation a lot with people for the same reason as you. I like to get to know them. I like to know what people are about so I know if what they're about coincides with, you know, my shit and, you know, doesn't fucking toxify my shit. Um. What? Especially marriage. Like, any kind of heavy-duty commitment or responsibility or partnership, I believe, yeah. is, like, fully, like... Like, marriage... You can always rely on someone. <coughs> like, let's say you ain't at a hundo those days. If they are able to, like, you should be able to respect the fact if they are available to fill that extra to get you to a hundo. Or, you know, if they're not... You should still be able to say, okay, well, here's the things that I need. Yeah. Or that I'm seeking for the fill of a hundo. You remember that episode of The Office where Michael tries to start his own company and it's like out of his own house and like they're having a lot of ups and downs throughout the day of like trying to get this business started that he has absolutely no plan for. I don't think I've seen that one. Um, shout out to Lamar. He'll get this. Duh. (laughs) Um, but, like, sort of towards the end of the day, like, at the beginning of the day, Pam was really freaking out and thinking, oh my god, this was such a... Is she working for Michael? Yes. Okay, okay, so she quit and worked for Michael. She quit to go work for Michael. Did, uh, what's his face go with her? Who? Does what's his face go with her? Her, her Jim? Yeah, no, Jim. no, Jim no. is like, uh, we, what, when, when I, somebody is it? needs to still make money. When is it? Like season four, I think. Late season four, possibly. So are they even together? They are. Okay. Yeah. Um, it might be season five. I've it's skipped around in the office. I'll but, put it that way. I've never watched in order ever for the office. But anyway. Shout out to Lamar. <laughs> right. Um, and you. You do the same thing. Oh, you gotta watch this episode. Yeah. Okay. I exactly. don't know the storyline. But just amazing. I know. And you I know. Watch they them. are. I love them. Uh, but I like watching things in order most of the time. Because yeah. I like to follow storyline. Um, but anyway, Pam was really freaking out in the early part of the day where she's like, we gotta get all this stuff sorted out. We gotta find employees, like salespeople. We have to So she's doing all the work for usual. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and then, like, towards the end of the day, after all of Michael's harebrained plans have sort of collapsed in on themselves, 
he is the one freaking out and she's like trying to console him telling him everything's gonna be all right or whatever and then uh it does the thing where it's just her talking to the camera by herself and i forget the fucking quote but she's talking something about like basically what you were just saying about how sometimes one person is you know down in the dumps and in the ditch and the other person in the partnership needs to step up and be the happy or the you know like the consoling one or the level-headed one or in the moment in the moment yeah. and in it changes moment, moment to moment mm -hmm. and i think that's probably a much more accurate summation of how relationships should work rather than you know it's a 100 always, 100 yeah, always being because it's not yeah. Not realistic. No. And the people that told me that are divorced now, so, like... <laughs> I mean, you don't have good examples ever in your life, so, like, the fact you keep bringing up all the examples ever for marriage, like, duh, you have a negative impact from it. Yeah. I'm just, like, the ball is in marriage's court now. <laughs> Like, I'm waiting on marriage to prove itself. And be like, oh no, like, see, these people, they figured it out. See, these, and, like, I'm gonna need, like, three examples. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need three got, strong like, ones here. God, I've got, like, six bad ones. So, like, you know. I think it's the progression of people's relationships, too, because I think nowadays... You know, the cliche shit you see on the internet about, you know, you don't... I used to believe in, like, soulmates and, like, you know, there's this one person out there, but fuck that. No, bruh. No, you can be obsessed with someone or, like, there can be an unhealthy infatuation or, you know, somehow you feel like you vibe with someone that they belong with you. Yeah. Which in all reality is you just falling in love with a person choosing to stay in love with them and like yeah. do all the things to you know fluctuate that balance to a hundred i feel like if there's not soulmates there's at least soul bonds that get made yeah like, well everything and that's everything is like part the, of one thing so yeah. it's just how close are you going to get to each of those things or how close are you willing to get to each of those things to maintain a good healthy balance Look at you over here being way more scientific than my woohoo nonsense. And you're the fucking hippie. <laughs> Duh! I mean, I've also pretty much been a hippie for a long time. I just didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of the same way through high school. And then, like... God damn it, I'm a walking cliche. I hate it so much, but I love it so much. I'm perfect. <laughs> so, when I found yoga... Yeah. <laughs> it, like, changed my life. But for real, though, like, I was actually talking about this with a friend at lunch who is also, like, you know, right along the path of just being a decent fucking human. It yeah. doesn't take much to be a decent fucking human. Yeah. All it is is caring about other people and continuing to choose not to react in yeah. fucking crazy ass shit. 
Yeah. And just, you know, it's, accept. I mean, it's a lot of acceptance. You and say acceptance it's not that hard. hard, but it is. It is. It is. <laughs> like I said, acceptance is hard. It's not that hard to care, like to actually genuinely care. Yeah. But the difficult part is in the reality of what you do in the moment and how and you handle the tough shit. How did yoga help you realize that? Mm. Cause it made me focus on myself like yeah and I didn't do that on a regular basis like of course you know everyone focuses on themselves um but it's like forgiving myself yeah you know you're your own worst enemy right anybody is we're the worst critics of ourselves but, but like for... it humbled me and it sh- it yeah. Definitely humbling. Yeah, definitely humbling. And then it it taught me more than anything else ever has because it was me doing it on my own with just, you know, having a base there. Like, all instructors are is a base. Like, they just hold that space for you and give you the suggestion of this is the safe way to move your body. Find your safe way. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And it's. And I really see that fucking also scientifically proven so through in your teaching too because I've gotten that same message from you from your mouth. But But like for me yoga really helped with cuz I had tried doing meditation before and before yoga like ever trying yoga yeah Yeah, way before yoga we went to hard route well okay so the first times that i ever did yoga was um there was one time that me and my ex were on vacation in the mountains somewhere in virginia and the resort place had a yoga class in the morning at some point and it was you know vacation resort yoga it hey, was hey you you hush don't no, start no 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 like, i'm not i'm not stereotyped i'm just saying that's it is a beginner's travel. class okay okay and yeah we, we were yeah. beginners to be fair okay we were beginners. that was the only yoga class i had ever been to in my life up to that point and yeah it wasn't that difficult like it wasn't like a quote workout and that was what my ex wrote it off as. It's like, well, that's not a workout. That's not a exercise class. It's not even worth going. All this time, in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed that shit. And, like, the teacher was saying, like, a lot of the same shit that you say all the time of, like, you know, this, these, like, uplifting messages and, like, you know, during the class being, you know, a decent teacher and paying attention to how people are actually doing and stuff and I you know actually kind of enjoyed it and then there was another time that we went to the Y and it was a um like a power class no it was not it was the opposite what is the like super chill one called it's like really restorative restorative yes mm-hmm. yeah where they give you like a blanket and a candy oh, at the end like, yeah they give oh you my god they gave you a candy yes, it was like a reese's cup or um like one of those fun size candy bars it was like fantastic but also once again got written off by my ex-wife as just a 
ugh, why would I ever do that? That's not going to get me skinny. And I'm like, okay. Oh, okay, so she was just wanting to work out. Yeah, she, she didn't did, like, go to yoga. classes. She wanted... and oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So that, that makes sense as to why she had the reaction to that. But, like, at the same time, I was like, I don't know, that's kind of cool, stretching mm-hmm. around and shit. Like, that's, as you know, I like taking the easy way out. And if I can stretch and stuff, and it's definitely not the easy way out after doing, like, actual like yoga yoga and like hot yoga and power yoga and shit and I still enjoy it a lot um but it did teach me like a lot it got me a lot better at being mindful of everything all the Mm -hmm. time especially like I work in the fucking heat all goddamn day every summer it has been awful But as soon as I start doing hot yoga, it was like, okay, well, you know, my body now knows, all right, we're in the heat. It's going to be like this for a while. Just accept it. No matter what happens, just keep breathing. Just push through it. It makes you aware of what you need. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. And that's the literal most important thing in life is just being present to yourself. Yeah. In the moment. Mindfulness. My fucking mindfulness. Paying attention to what's going on yep. around you and what your sensory inputs are telling you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which is a little weird anyway. For everybody is weird. Well, yeah, because just having sensory inputs is weird and that the fact that we only have so many... And other species and beings have way more. Like mm-hmm. that shit we were watching about the, the bugs fish and, and the bugs yeah. and shit that can see UV light. That's just so crazy. It's fucking but wild. But I mean, we can. It's just not through lenses. Yeah. And it's not like a sensitive. And like dogs' noses. Like, come on. There's so much more to this reality mm-hmm. that we have no fucking idea about. We stopped evolving, okay? Like, we... We as humans, well, yes, okay. our bodies evolved. I get it, our bodies There's... evolved. But I meant like we just advanced technology and made other shit do it for us. There's something to be said for that, though. That's a good thing because of what we use it for, for advancements in bettering our bodies. But if we would have evolved the way we were supposed to and stayed in like the hive mind of just open connectedness to you know fucking everything that is a part of quote-unquote life then you know shit would have fucking happened as it was supposed to happen which not necessarily that but i don't know like i think we would have been so much stronger awful lot like my dog argument what (laughs) what you just said if we didn't mess up all of our shit with technology and whatnot, then we would have evolved like if we didn't the way that we were just evolve to. in that area. If we evolved in like our physical structure, stature, like yes, our bodies sustain themselves longer, but that is because of that technology. Yeah, it's not because of the actual like 
physical shit but we did to our bodies to dogs. continue evolving. Well, dogs were bred for specific things. Like so we, were we. We were bred to make cool stuff. That's basically it. That's basically the premise of humanity. Is like, let's build cool shit so that mm. we can stay dry yeah. and warm. Home, um, maintain homeostasis like all the stupid other organisms. Yeah. Let's... And you know what? It's fucking working. This, yeah. It's so easy to stay alive now. It's actually mm-hmm. harder to die than it is to just stay the fuck alive, I think. Big time. Because um, the fucking body is insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you were saying. You are enough. You know, fucking... You can... There are people that can fast for months. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... Ridiculous. Ridiculous what the human body is capable of. Like, uh, Wim Hof, the guy we were listening mm-hmm. to the other day, climbing Mount Everest with so a pair of crazy. shorts. Just a fucking pair of shorts. That's it. That's all he had. The whole way up. So insane. And then he got a group of old people, and they all Do did it. it together. Yeah! He just like, taught them how to these... breathe weird. Okay, when you say it like that... You take away from it. I don't think because so. Because it's a very powerful thing. I think thing. that makes it more powerful seeming. Because, like, if there's really a magic trick like that, and it's a fucking magic trick is what it is. It feels like a magic trick because some people are able to tap into it at a more rapid rate. He said it with takes better 30 efficiency. minutes to teach somebody. Okay, if someone is a skilled trainer, they know the exact way to teach someone to control the body. The body is very easy to manipulate and control and to trick. That is why, like, a lot of people kind of, I think, shy off from psychology and stuff. They're like, no, that's mind games. You're just fucking fucking with my mind. I don't want to pay someone to fuck with my mind. No, that's the fucking purpose. It's to figure out your mind and figure out the ways in which you need to fuck with it to make it work how you want to, which is successfully living in a fulfilling life in many aspects. So, But, like, hypnosis is, like, straight up opening the side of your skull and fucking with shit inside there. Exactly. You can trick the mind in many different ways. There's a lot of different treatments. Hypnosis, fucking psychedelics, like, you know, you can fucking go into anything. Just cognitive behavioral therapy, EMDR shit, like, first of all, CBT meant something completely different to me. Before I heard about cognitive behavioral therapy. What? It's like my most avoided porn category. Oh, God. What is it? (laughs) Cock and ball torture. Oh, okay. I hate it. I would not want to watch that. Terrible. Okay, like. It's like women in high heel stilettos. Oh, stepping stepping on balls. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So, like, the physics. Bullshit. Nah. I'm I'm okay with a little like rough stuff, but Yeah, right. Like <laughs> rough rubbing with a bare foot? Sure. Stiletto heel on my nut? No. 
no, no, I'm good. Oh, that's just... Yeah. Mm. We don't want any mm. pop balloons. No. That doesn't sound fun for um, anybody. Speaking of which, have you ever been with somebody before who also had a foot fetish? And were they as good at sucking toes? <laughs> um, I'm going to preface this by saying I have had my toes sucked before. Yeah. But I know for a fact they didn't have a foot fetish. It was like It was the... just a dare? No, it wasn't oh. even a dare. God. Thank you very much. It was a very sensual experience, actually. Have well, you, you said ever they weren't ha- into it. No, no, no. They didn't. They didn't have a foot fetish. That's what it I said. It just wasn't their bag. They. No, I didn't right. make them do it or anything. Like, let no, me explain right. my shit. Okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, like, you know, it was literally how I explained it was like, kiss me like Gomez, you know, head oh, to toe. Okay. Yeah, so right. that was like literally every inch, and I have never been like sensually. <laughs> it's so hard to tell you this is weird <laughs> so at that moment in that time that is what this podcast is about by the way yeah i Go know on. i know but it's weird talking to you about it but it's whatever so you know it was like kissing like gomez and shit and you know he was sucking on skin so you get to the toes you're gonna suck a little toes and yeah. i admit i admit i liked every bit of that yeah. Not specifically the toes, just being all over. I like being sensual. Okay. There we go. So, like, the Adams Family, Gomez, and Morticia is my ideal sensual, sexual aspect, I guess, for mm-hmm. my aim for, like, getting into shit. That's my foreplay right there. <laughs> like, that's is, is that what we should do for Halloween, then? I'll get a... <laughs> no. Well, no, no, mustache. no, no, I'm fucking cosplaying, okay? Ever since I started cos, like, legitimately cosplaying for Halloween, I've done it every year until I fucking dated you, Mr. I, okay, yeah, sure, we'll do it, we'll do it, procrastination. Mm. I just can't ever decide, and I already have a Link costume that I can that make into a million things. Re- exactly, that you've... Done to death? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to go with the. I will. I will mold my foot for you. I will individually <laughs> make your feet. All right, <laughs> listeners, it's time to write in. <laughs> Back. So we need help. Um, you know the guy from My Hero Academia. I can't remember his name right now. He's got fucking hands all over his body. He's a bad guy. He can disintegrate. Jamie. Oh, shit. I'm the Jamie. (laughs) Do I need to Google this? Uh, If you can, but I'm just going to continue describing his character until you look it up. So this motherfucker has daddy issues out the ass. Also, hands out the ass. All over his body. One on his face, on his head, Uh, on his shoulders. Shigaraki? Yep. Yeah. So Shigaraki is the cosplay that Britney has proposed that I do. And uh, she would obviously be Himiko Toga. Because, god damn. (laughs) Um, But anyway, the twist on Shigaraki would be that instead of hands all over his body, 
I would have molds of Britney's feet all over myself. <laughs> which I'm actually down for. It just seems like a long process. That's the point of a cosplay. It's the experience of getting all your pieces together and then putting them together. It's so easy. Do you know how easy it is to paper mache a fucking foot? Easy. But you know what's even easier? Finding that weird silicone shit that's even lighter. So, like, look. I told you. I'm a crafty person. I also haven't done crafts since I dated you because I waste a lot of my life watching TV shows now. But anyways, I love you so much. Well, you gotta catch up. <laughs> You're behind. I know this. You hadn't even seen Avatar. Mm-mm. Korra. Korra. I just hadn't finished Korra. Thank you very much. I thought you didn't finish the original, too. Because we watched <laughs> through the whole thing. Uh, we just you... wanted to watch through it again. Well, I wanted to watch it again. Everybody always wants to watch Airbender again. And I'm like, oh my god, I've seen it a billion times. So good. It's yeah, good. Korra's fucking it's good, It's really too, fucking though. good. It's just that I've seen it a lot more times than I've seen Korra. Because of that same fact that everybody's like, <laughs> I don't know. Cora's kind of whiny. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but, like, if you were in that situation, how, 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 how would, how would you react? <laughs> to having the, I, I, oh God, can we give spoilers for Cora yet? Mm. It's been, like, four years. I, Mm, it just can. hit Netflix, what, last year? I don't think yeah. we can Well, uh, spoilers for Korra, it's amazing. Okay, well that's not a... Never. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much good shit in there. So and much. I love all the inventions. The inventions are so much better than Avatar. Yeah. I will say that much. And, like, it's Boom the same... Boom is the shit! It's the same guy... That made the first one. It's directed by the same guy who directed Clone Wars and The Mandalorian. Dave Filoni is a goddamn godsend. Like, he saved the whole Star Wars universe <laughs> from Disney's whatever they're doing now to the main movies. I don't even want to. I don't want to think about that. I read an article that J.J. Um, Abrams basically, like, he, J.J. Abrams was in an interview, and I actually, like, this is not, I just read the headline and I just moved on. Read the whole I thing. I looked yeah. at the article, read the whole thing, they had direct quotes from J.J. Abrams, where he was talking about Disney executives literally not letting him back into the editing room while they were editing the last, episode nine, the last Star Wars movie, mm. and talked about them changing the script on him where he had no say in whether or not they were changing it or not. He said they changed major plot points that he wasn't planning on having in the Does movie. Does he have, like, contractual stuff that says, like, nah, bro, this is my personal shit? No, because he's just, he's just the director. Oh, so he might be under... a producer, maybe, yeah. but I'm pretty sure <clears throat> he was just the director on this. And Disney is too big to let yeah. one guy have his way with everything. Duh. Except Dave Filoni, apparently, because they're like, yo, bro, just make whatever you want. 
Because he did really good on the Clone Wars. Because it sells and it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And because it's well, more Disney Plus now, but it was. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's. M- I like the movies better. You like the movies, the new ones. I like the old one. The old ones. I love the classic the, ones, right? Yeah, the, the yeah, OG, the OG fucking ones. OG OGs. Because yeah. I love the. I'm a sucker. Like I'm a theater kid. I grew up a fucking theater kid, drama person. So like. Gross. Scene kid. Shut up. I was also I was also a fucking scene. I was a jack of all trades in high school, and I have continued that for all of my life. Anyways, <laughs> I was not in band, but I could play instruments and practically was in band. Um, I didn't want to be an actor because all the other Boy Scouts told me it would be gay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. That's where you get to kiss all the girls. They're just stupid. Anyways. <laughs> so, I I don't know. I loved it. And I loved, like, all that stuff. My Boy Scout so. troop was mostly degenerates. Shout out Tony Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Augusta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get out. Anyways. Love the OG all. Star Wars. You OG, like it cause yeah, you're a I love kid. it because I'm a theater kid and I grew up like making my own props and having to practical do like effects. practical, yeah, practical effects that look so fucking realistic. And I love that shit. I loved that in the old movies. They did so good at them, and they were ahead of their time and even in their fucking primes. Like, well, that's the thing about the sequels. The uh, seven, eight, and nine—the mm-hmm. newest ones that just came out—like they definitely up the ante oh, with practical effects. Def, yeah, like, for sure. For today's for standards, sure. Like, but I—I'm just a fucking episode, sucker for the classics. Yeah, one, and two, and three. Just the storylines are a lot better for. I, I like yes. them better. Well, okay, so those the storylines, those parts are stolen. It the really whole, I didn't yes, it's an ancient Japanese myth. And oh, like the father, son, like yeah, the main. Okay, yeah, saving the princess uh-huh. from the evil imperial castle. The entire gotcha. overarching plot of Star Wars is directly ripped off from another race. Once again, George Lucas. Okay, look, we all know he's a terrible <laughs> fucking human being, but he look he gave a lot us Star of Wars artists stuff. can be <laughs> terrible ass humans. Yeah. Like J.K. Rowling. Facts. Facts. But, um, the newer Star Wars definitely brought back the whole practical effects thing. The prequels were 100%, like, just CGI to the max. But I love them because they came out when I was, like, 12 years old. So... (laughs) Actually, uh, episode one came out when I was eight years old. So, it was a very nostalgic start I like time. The classics. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I mean, the classics are good, but it's also another one of those things that I've just watched it so many times. Mm hmm. And I mean, it's been a while at this point. 
not that long because we watched them all in a row. Mm-hmm. And that was almost two years ago. Almost two fucking years ago. Holy shit! That's probably the last time I watched all of them. Well, at least the old ones. Yeah. I think we watched episode two and three mm-hmm. recently. Man, that was fun. If you have any nostalgia for Star Wars whatsoever, and also an affinity for psychedelics, combine the two. It's amazing. And even if you're not on said psychedelics, be around those people. Oh, yeah. Watching the Star Wars. We were watching episode two. It was the very beginning stages, so I'm not, you know, like, I'm still all there, basically. And uh, it took me right back to the first time I ever watched it, and the entire time I gave commentary as if I was On allowed... On stage, yeah. <laughs> as if I was allowed to talk through the whole movie the first time I ever saw it in theaters. Like, if I had actually done that as a 12-year-old, I would have gotten, like, strangled in the movie theater, <laughs> but it was all of my same reactions that I had in my head during that period of time just out loud on the couch at my house which is another reason movie theaters need to die sorry what's up totally should have told you to get two bottles because i forgot we got big ass fancy glasses there's a second bottle (gasps) you got two did you get two bottles no it's the white one okay i can't Uh, kind of deal with for those curious, we're talking about Welch's <laughs> sparkling grape juice. Direct time better. <clears throat> for the fancy sober person. Mm-hmm. Out of the actual so wine glass, zippy. which I thought would be a good choice for a podcast wine glass because it says, wine a little, you'll feel better. <laughs> I mean, fact. <laughs> So, I love talking about Star Wars, but. (laughs) I can't wait. Okay, guys, so uh, we got the shout out to fucking Ikea, because I didn't think I'd ever find anything there that I'd like, other than, you know, their actual fucking kitchens. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I love kitchens. Yeah. Kitchens are the shit, man. Um,. For those of you curious, right now, Google IKEA PS2014. Yeah. Pendant light. It's an exploding pendant light. And if you're a Pinterest nut like me or an Etsy nut like me, you you absolutely have to look at this thing. You have to look at this and instant Death Star vibes. Yeah. Instantaneous. Those of you driving right now will try and describe (laughs) it. It's a sphere. Made out of a, a, yeah, well, it's a light fixture. (laughs) So it hangs off of the ceiling, and it's a sphere. And then uh, it's got these two little balls on strings. And depending on which one you pull, the sphere will open itself into a bunch of little puzzle pieces that look like, you know, the Death Star exploding. Or if you pull it the other way, it'll close itself back up into a sphere. That's the best way I can describe it. But Anyways, we told you exactly what to Google, so you can yeah. see the 
fucking phenomenal picture of it. So it comes in a chrome on the inside, so the light shines on the chrome, or a like gold on the inside. And obviously we went with the gold, so it looks like an explosion. And it looks way better than the chrome. Well, I found the exact instructions on how to make it the exploding Death Star, and that is going to be my project for the next, probably, let's let's be honest here, probably a month. <laughs> like, it better not. I want that thing up. I want to see it. I love it. If there was a way, it Do you looks know like... who's painting it? Well, and painting every single piece and taping it and then painting it, it again and then coating it. I will help, it. but like, the when only are you thing gonna is, help? Like, don't even let's let's be honest. The weekend. <laughs> when are you gonna help? You work. I have now. I've, I have anyway. one day off and that's Saturdays. I might be able to work on it on Tuesdays and maybe a little Fridays, but like Sundays are way too busy now. Like, anyway. I'm busy. <laughs> It's raining, like, every day anyway. There's no way we that could... Because we're going to have to, like, paint it outside, right? No. Or are you... I'm just doing fucking acrylic and then coating it. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, spray. Oh, spray paint's expensive and Expensive? Also, That's like, the cheapest paint there is. Good spray paint is expensive. The ex- Okay. The spray paint that I would use on this... Is expensive because you don't want to. You got to get something that's heat resistant, which yeah. you know most are nowadays. But I also don't want to. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I will spray paint it. I don't know. I feel better painting it though. I'm not sure, but maybe spray paint will work better. If you, it'd if be I a lot see... fucking faster. Oh yeah. Just lay off all faster. the pieces on a piece of cardboard and. Sh- I'm so old-fashioned, though. I like... It looked the same, though. I know. It probably look even look better. It'd be a e- more even coat, probably, unless you're a master painter, and I just don't know it. I mean, I do paint, but it's abstract. I paint, too. It's right next to the bathroom Yeah, mirror. you actually paint very well. Nah. Over here. Being <laughs> even your fucking stupid acrylic pores are phenomenal. Your son looks How like the are perfect... Those? Acid drop cartoon, like yeah. I did that at one of those um, paint stupid ass bachelorette party things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where they do you paint while you're drinking. Yeah, Um, and it was like paint this river and these trees and here's the sun and I was like, okay, but what? I need to do something else. Mm -hmm. So I made it the screaming sun from Rick and Morty. Um. And actually, when I looked at it the other day while I was tripping on acid, it was I I was kind of proud of myself for it. But at the same time, it was like it's not like a good painting. Yeah, I the, feel like you only think that because it was so easy for you. Things that are very easy for you, I have noticed you've been <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm not good at that," and it's like just because it's easy and not has to be hard. Doesn't like, I don't know. I feel I like that's know. a trend for you. You're like, no, I gotta be able to work for this shit. No, you don't. You can be a natural at something. And your family are natural artists. Like, I've seen your mom. 
I've seen her fucking do so many different, like, art things, and I've seen, like, Gabby's a fucking dancer, like, she literally makes art with her body, your fucking brother can paint his goddamn ass off, like, come on, y'all. Have you seen Ben's Lego sets? And Ben's fucking Lego sets? My little brother. Oh, he can definitely beast mode Andrew. At, like, like, four or five years old made a replica a lego replica of the titanic with the proper amount of smokestacks to scale with a mechanism built into the lego set (laughs) where it would break in half exactly where the actual titanic broke in half proud as fuck of this kid (laughs) like lego little mini master right there yeah how old do you have to be to go on lego masters i don't know Cause you know what would be fucking insane? You and Ben on fucking Lego Masters. Oh that's, my god! <laughs> that's a lot of fucking pressure, man. Why? Cause I'm his older brother. <laughs> and like, <laughs> if we lose, <laughs> if we lose, if say we get eliminated first, <laughs> yikes! Yeah, that's on me for the rest of my life. I fucked up his whole life doing No, you didn't. That's probably just going to be a fun experience. Ben is not the type of kid that sees competition or anything like that. He just has so much fucking fun with life, and he he is is one of the coolest fucking kids. Yeah! I'm like, he's such a little old soul just stuffed into this little kid body. I feel for him. Love it so much. Because I always have been, too. Yeah. But he gets to, you know, embrace it, whereas you guys, unfortunately, had to fucking deal with a tyrant that was, you know, destroying your fucking mother an entire life. But anyways, that was the last podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Speaking of. I love everything that has made you you. (laughs) I love you too. But speaking of the last podcast, this is podcast number four. Yeah. Your favorite number. It is my favorite number. Is there a reason for that? Yes, actually. So, I love even numbers, first of all, because I just find odd numbers weird. Like, I just, they just don't sit. I have yet to meet a person with OCD that likes odd numbers. Exactly, exactly. I have really fucking bad OCD, like, since I was a child, like, because I used to do it with colors a lot. When I was a kid, it was colors, because it was the first thing, like, I learned, and then it was shapes, so I used to just organize things early on. Especially, like, cleaning my room and stuff, because I grew up, like, my grandma and my aunt raised me, because, you know, my parents were working and shit. My aunt was still living at my grandma's at the time. And I grew up with my cousin. He's practically my brother. But, yeah, man. Like, uh, so, you know, my last name is, my initials are BC, so I'm always right around the fourth in all public school classes, I've been around the number four. Okay. For roll call and For shit. roll call until about fifth grade? Fifth grade? I was number four until fifth grade, which is like, you know, about to hit middle school. Yeah. So that was like a significant thing for me. And then I remember... I remember it being incorporated into a lot of my life, like, 
I know people always say things come in threes, but for me, they have always come in fours. Like threes, and then the four is like a little less than all those threes, if that, yeah. that makes sense. Ooh, that sparkly is... Uh... Yeah. Actually, I lied. It's not the sparkling that's doing that. It was that weird kombucha that I got. It was not worth it. Ugh. Not worth it. I knew when I got it, too, that I was like, I'm not going to like this one either. Because I didn't like the lavender lemonade, and that would have been a better flavor. <laughs> and the lavender Probably, lemonade. Probably, yeah. Taste. No, it didn't taste good. That's the one I had lavender at... Lavender um, lemonade? Well, that's the first one I tried at the oh. Soul Food Kitchen, and I was like, that's disgusting. And I just don't... I think they brew the kombucha too long. It Guess tastes what? too close to beer to kombucha me. Kombucha like, is terrible. I love certain kombuchas. <laughs> I've only liked kombuchas, like, when I was in India, I liked all the kombucha that I had there, because it was all fucking, like, you know, made at the ashram, we were saying, so super fresh and awesome, but I like buchi kombucha, this, buchi, buchi, it's B-U-C-H-I-E, it's in Asheville, it's a local Asheville, it's, like, Witch's Brewery, and they, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite vegan places in Asheville, uh, Rosetta's Bar, or Rosetta's Kitchen, um, has all the Bucci kombuchas on tap. So, like, that's yeah. cool AF, bro. <laughs> so cool. I guess, and, like, I've been thinking about this, if I did have to pick a favorite number, it'd probably be 28. Because <laughs> that's, like, the day of my birthday seems like a nice round number. It's the perfect amount of days to be in a month, I feel like, because it's four weeks exactly. Mm. Like, it just makes fucking sense. I once saw a calendar concept that would be, like, a potential to switch to, which is every month has 28 days. And then there is one day a year that is New Year's Day. It's not part of any other month. It's not part of the week. It's not. It's just its own it's fucking day. day. It's a gap day. Yeah. And then, like, every however many years, there would be two of them. And it's just super fucking simple. Really mm-hmm. straightforward. It would be, you know, every holiday would end up on the same day every year. Oh, that would like, be so convenient. Right. Yeah. Even if it's, like, the third Thursday of this month, it's always the fucking... Third Thursday. Yeah. Whatever number. <clears throat> That'd yeah. be nice. 28. I think it's solid. That's a good number. I like that number. Yeah. Something about four, though. Just does it for me. Just does it. Just Mm -hmm. gets your wop going. Yeah. Totally. Just the number. It's a a sexy number, I guess. A little bit. I feel like it is one of those numbers that you can draw the most ways and it still maintains its integrity. Yeah, that is true. Like, like, whenever it's in any kind of font. Because, like, a lot of times, threes, eights, and fives, when you draw them fancy, look the same. But fours will always have just the top part is connected and 
Yeah. Or, you know, in the shape. I think that's another reason why I like the number four is because drawing it, I've always been able to, like, draw it ambidextrously and also, um... Backwards and forwards. Different ways. Yeah, different ways. It's one of the numbers that I can draw many different ways, like, naturally. Just naturally do it different ways it's each time. built into your system. I guess so. Hmm. Is Aquarius the fourth zodiac sign? Or no. I have no clue. It's What's gotta be, like, order? 11, right? I have no I clue. thought Pisces was last for some reason. Maybe that's just how the memes show up. <laughs> I think that's usually how the memes show up. Usually Pisces is last, so I have to read everybody else's bullshit before I get to my (laughs) thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm Ariel. Alright, let's move on. (laughs) Look, sometimes it's beyond point. Sometimes. Sometimes they're total and utter bullshit. Oh, most of them are. Like, the fucking... I think I got... Put as, um, it was like an Adventure Time one, maybe, and I'm trying to remember, god damn it, it must not have been Adventure Time, because I know all those characters, I can't remember which one it was, but it was something stupid, and like, I got, like, Pisces was just like, some, like, bullish, tough guy, and I was like, Okay, no. Have you ever read yeah. anything about Pisces ever? Person who made this meme. Like. Clearly not. <laughs> and that's the thing that freaks me out is like. Every time I read one of those like descriptions of your sign or whatever. And I'm like. Um. This is oddly specific. I think it's only because most people can generally relate to any of them in some form. Well, that's true as well. But, But like, legitimate. This is not the stance I thought you would take. But. (laughs) Well, because I know most of the stuff out there is bullshit. Right. But when it comes down to it, it is real stuff. Like, I'm sorry, the fucking stars are real. Okay, yeah. let's be honest. And right. the universe is real. Yes. All the energy is connected to them. And when it's, some life is created to be put into said universe as like a new spring of whatever soul yeah. timeline they're traveling on now, that's a significant thing. The place it happens, the time it happens, where all the other fucking shit is yeah. during that moment is a significant thing. Like, bitch, we are fucking, what, 98% water? You don't think the goddamn planets control any part of anything like that? Or, you know, the human beings that cycle with them? There's also, even just on this planet, like, the time of year that you're born in determines your childhood. Like, your first developmental year starts Mm -hmm. at a certain point. If you're born in the, like, right before... A freezing cold winter in the middle of Canada, like you're probably gonna end up tougher than everybody else because you survived the first year of your life in the frigid cold of or a complete opposite. You could have been completely <clears throat> sheltered because they just kept you right. indoors all the time, want to keep you safe and shit. Because they, you know, it can go both ways. But yeah, you know, like you said, and it's a significant a thing. <laughs> Not necessarily, but 
That could happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not all people born in a Californian summer are cucks, but all cucks are born in a Californian summer. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I just like there are a lot of factors that go into making a person a person, making somebody their personality the way that it is. <laughs> Yuck. Exactly. <laughs> it's disgusting. I think it's beautiful even when it's disgusting. I think it's weird how little control we have over it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, most people do have control over themselves to an extent, but also in a way like there's a lot of stuff that's completely up to the universe shit happens shit happens did not look at that no that's dead mm-hmm. <sighs> shit happens <laughs> Shit happens. You just gotta choose if you're gonna let it sit there or yeah. fucking clean it up. <laughs> like, really? Do you want it to stay there so you can step in it later or clean it the fuck up? <laughs> but it's so gross. Mm-hmm. I don't want to touch it with my hands. Then don't <laughs> fucking grab a glove or some toilet paper. <laughs> it's not that hard, but we as humans make it difficult on ourselves a lot of times. So, when it comes to <clears throat> talking to my dad, what is the sanitary glove? <laughs> <laughs> what is the sanitary glove that I can pick up that massive piece of dog shit with? Because that's a big pile of shit that's been sitting in the middle of my room for years. Look, to, to be fair, I, I think you have a very I'm not calling my dad dog shit by the way I'm calling the conversation with my dad dog shit go ahead I don't know I feel like you can call your dad dog shit <laughs> and it'd be valid valid uh, AF anyways <laughs> I don't know though like Everybody's dog shit and everybody's not dog shit though. So everybody is somebody else's dog shit in the middle exactly. of their room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> the metaphorical glove you would need for that conversation is lots of self work. A lot of self work. Which, you know, you you do in the <sighs> physical aspect of it, which is helping was, the mental aspect I right was now. Really so. hoping it would be alcohol. But you're probably I think you right. kinda of figured out that that no, that's Is terrible. It? That's yeah. like yeah. <laughs> that's like uh, trying to pick up the metaphorical dog shit with my own ass. <laughs> that's what drinking and then trying to con- conquer this situation to cope. is like. It's like a piece of a dog shat in the middle of your room, and you're like, "Well, I guess I need to pick it up with my own butthole." <laughs> And it just doesn't pan out well. It gets real messy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then you end up shitting yourself. 
maybe puking because yeah. it's that gross. Yeah, because you were trying to push out to open your butthole to be able to pick up the other shit. But instead, your own shit starts falling out. This is a very apt metaphor. It really is. I like it, but I don't. Most of the time, alcohol is like trying to use your ass to accomplish basic tasks. That's, that's what down. using alcohol as a device to accomplish anything is like, anyway. I don't know, I've met some people that use alcohol in a positive, motivational aspect. Because they don't use it in excess. Excess. Yeah. Excess. Well, okay, so like, you know, one or two drinks really works for doing stand-up comedy. Because you're going up on stage in front of a bunch of people. Like, yeah, right, exactly. But it doesn't work for everybody. But in general, most comedians, uh, excuse me, that I know, will definitely do a little bit better at relaxing themselves on stage after just a few, not over that. It's because. Like, it's because it literally turns off the part of your brain that cares. Yeah, that's what it's best yeah, at. That is what which it's is best why at. it is it's, the it butt. It releases your inhibitions. Pooper scoopers. Like your, <laughs> it is the butt of pooper scoopers. Yes. Yeah. It is the, I like this analogy a lot. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> oh wow, that's funny. It's really good at. Helping you show your ass, which is a. <laughs> oh my god! It just keeps getting better. So it's a benefit on stage sometimes. Sometimes, mm-hmm. once again. Sometimes. Not too far, to where you don't have any material anymore, and you're just showing your ass. It needs to be an additive thing, not. Okay, well now my ass has the entire stage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're not just your biscuits. Oh my god. For those of you who do not know, which Andrew's is basically about, everyone. What, six two, six four? Six like it. Six nothing. Really? I, you're not probably? like six two? I think you're like six two. I don't think so. I think you like six two. Anyways, yeah, I've well, dated you're like four eleven, right? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm five one. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I was very close though. I tell people so much that I'm from five one. Yeah. That I'm a little offended that you don't remember. But anyways, uh, I know you don't remember things on a regular basis, so yeah. it's not real offense. <laughs> Thanks. It's, it's the trauma. Um, <laughs> My memory is shit. Same, so, but I everybody listening, get ready for a lot of repeats. <laughs> <laughs> but you were saying. What was I saying? You were talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So you're like. He like six two. Oh yeah. He got that like Y body. <clears throat> Just 
fucking scrawny chicken leg, this tiny you ass. Working on it? Yeah, yeah. I was doing squats out. earlier. Oh, he was doing squats earlier? Yeah. Trying, he trying to upgrade them biscuits to some cake. Because <laughs> his booty So back bone to the point. Hurt. He got little buns, y'all. He literally, my <laughs> hand. <laughs> little <can> buns. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can caress his whole ass with, like, my hand sideways. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, like it because they are handfuls. She likes to call them biscuits. Yeah, because if you ever made drop biscuits, like the actual biscuit shape, you just put the whole biscuit in your hand and you drop it on the pan. So, you know, drop biscuits. Even though his balls look more like drop biscuits rather than yeah. butt, it's just a good size reference. Oh my God. I've made biscuits so many times <clears throat> that his, hand, his ass cheek each are perfect biscuit quantities that I would drop for dropping now, each and every one of you has an exact description of the size <laughs> of my ass cheeks for now for now right yeah I'm, I'm getting after batter it batter them up yeah. <laughs> let, yeah. let, them, let them bake a little let them bake the biscuits I like butter in the biscuits <laughs> Yes, you do. <laughs> Sometimes knife is optional. <laughs> He's a little scared. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a sharp knife. <laughs> I'm not gonna do nothing. This is why I said obviously to the toga thing earlier. Are we doing this? Yeah, I guess. So. Hi, audience. We're getting naked. <laughs> in the studio in the studio <laughs> we was talking about biscuits so you know gotta show them off <laughs> now I have a fucking distraction the whole time which see that's are, why I didn't you already to. a distraction <sighs> too many articles of clothing yeah you got a bunch Oh, three. It's the first time I've ever done a podcast nude. <laughs> My idea. Yes, it was. Nice dig. <laughs> nice everything. Oh. <laughs> One up and over there. Of course, I can already see the main attraction <laughs> earlier. Because they always be there. Got them feet up on the table. <laughs> Toes on the ledge. <laughs> Oof. I think we're creeping people out at this point. Duh. I think we're we're perverts, y'all. We're we're perverts. But thanks. To trauma. be fair, if they've listened this long They should know already. They should know already. <laughs> yeah. They should be hardcore fans. Look, I'm a hippie. He's a weird alien hippie emo kid. <laughs> he just he just stayed the scene kid. And I just went the the hippie route. Faux show. Just went full bore into it. The yeah. The dream catchers. The... Look, I only have one dream catcher. Okay, first of all. Okay. But you're also <laughs> a yoga instructor with dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah. 
A tattoo of a mushroom. <laughs> you, want, you want to tell them about my greenhouse and yeah, my shrine of crystals and my sage and my salt lamp and... Oh my god, the salt lamp. I love my salt lamp. It's, it's a penguin. It's a penguin. It's a fucking penguin. I love penguins. Also, I have, have this cat other... Buddha. Oh yes, the cat Buddha is the uh, shrine of my altar. Which is just a tea cabinet at the moment. I need to repair one of its legs. I was thinking about doing the ramen thing, but I was like, nah, I don't even want to try that. I want to actually get it repaired and, like, done up a different color. Because I don't like the red. I think I want it blue, for sure. Does like the ramen nice thing blue. really work? Yeah, the ramen thing really works. It's you just... fill wood with ramen? Yeah. Basically, I God damn. So weird. Yeah. But also, I would never do it, because I feel like that's not structurally sound. Yeah. It's just fucking noodles. Maybe. You know how much it took me to crush those noodles in elementary school to make ramen? Yeah. Nothing. A clap of my goddamn little tiny ass hands. Yeah. Five years old. Yeah. Boom. Done. Shake the little packet in there. Yum, yum, yum. This is why I'm addicted to to sodium. (laughs) Take the flavor packets. Like, you open up the packet of the top ramen or whatever, the plastic one. Mm -hmm. You dump the flavor packet in there. Close it up, maybe put it in a Ziploc, and then just smash up the noodles and shake yeah, it up. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Just eat it dry. Like Yeah, you don't even make the soup. You just, that's a snack. Yeah. That's like your chips when you're broke and you're a poor person. Yeah. I grew up My on... My buddy called it prison ramen. That's what it is! That's yeah. what it is! Yes! I grew up on ramen, spaghetti with white bread garlic bread that my mom burned all the time because she did not know how to make anything. She doesn't know how to bake. My mom will tell you that. She don't know how to fucking bake. I'm the baker. I'm the cook in the family. Besides my grandma and my aunt. It's just my mom that got shafted. (laughs) She can cook, though. She can cook southern food. That's about it. Um, But yeah, fucking spam, bumblebee tuna, hamburger helper, Mm. meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. If we were lucky, we got lasagna. White people But that's food. why, like, you know, I would go to my grandma's. She yeah, cooked yeah. white people food, too. She definitely cooked white people food, but at least she knows how to cook other stuff, too. Because that's the whole thing. <laughs> All right. I, I feel like this was not as productive as I wanted it to be. But what would make it more productive? I don't know. I have no clue. It's just most of my nerves were like, you know. <laughs> I'm sure it'll get better the next time you're on. Because I'm sure I'm going to have you on again. And again. Okay, that's a lot of pressure, but okay. That's not. It's <laughs> less pressure because now it's like spread out over multiple things. That's literally how you relieve pressure is creating multiple pillars to hold it up. I know what exposure therapy is, Andrew. You don't got to tell oh. me. <laughs> talking about cock and ball torture. Anyway. Um, no. CBT. <laughs> yeah. Um. Huh. What would what would make it more productive? I really don't know. I just felt like you were gonna, you know, ask me a whole bunch of questions, which I feel like you've done. But I also, have. yeah, I know, you know a good me, few. so.
well. Wow. Do you want to say your, um, your thing that you usually close out yoga with before we go? I feel like it's a good, it's an apt closing thing, especially for your episode. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Alright, well, you know, I'm a yoga instructor, so if you want to do the whole, I wouldn't even say cliche, because it's not, but namas, I don't think it's namaskar hands, or like mudra. I, I am not tip-top on my yoga Sanskrit, <laughs> Sanskrit is the yoga language. Or like mudras or symbols or anything. I have a whole bunch of books that I'm going to start reading on my downtime at work now because I realize I don't want to be on social media anymore, like as much. I just want to use it for business and like you know sharing stupid shit and positive shit and keeping up with people that I care about and don't get to talk to as often. <laughs> you know, use it for the good stuff, not the oh god, let me compare myself to everybody in the world. Um, anyways, so, to close out the episode, everybody, if you want to find your shoulders over your hips, find a comfortable seated position, if it's comfortable for you, you can bring your eyes to a close, just start to draw your focus into your breathing, noticing your body, how it feels to bring your shoulders, finding that strength. Bring your chin parallel to the ground. Nice big inhale, reaching your arms up. Palms facing each other. Bring them together. Fingertips touch. Exhale, bring those thumbs to your forehead. Thank you for sharing this space with me, giving me this opportunity to be a part of your experience and your journey, as well as you a part of mine. You are loved, you are cared for, you are enough. The light in me sees, honors, and respects the light in each of you. Namaste. Namaste. Yeah. Y'all have a... Namaste naked. <laughs> <laughs>